severely messed Artists like their boots are torn to shreds The government will spoil your hopes and dreams By offering a useless retreat and scheme There's such amazing talent, why can't you see That the government has decimated the industry And now the years of hard work have been thrown away Just get a real job Hello and welcome to another episode of Just Get A Real Job, the podcast where we speak to emerging creatives and creatives alike from across the creative industries. I am of course your host, Jamie McKinley, and uh, thank you very much as always for uh, for coming back, for tuning in. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, welcome. Thank you very much for choosing to listen. We have another brilliant episode in store for you today, but as always, just want to remind everyone that this, this is episode 58 of the podcast, so we have an ever-growing back catalogue of Brilliant conversations. We'd spoke to a range of creative people from across the industry. We'd had playwrights, we'd had actors, we'd had writers of all descriptions, we'd had artists, we'd had musicians, we'd had costume makers, we'd had dancers, we'd had a whole range of, of brilliant creative roles on the podcast. So be sure to, to have a wee look back and maybe listen to some older episodes if you're relatively new to us. But anyway, it is time without much further ado to introduce this week's guest. Not that he needs much of an introduction and returning to the podcast for a second time. It is artist, vlogger and mental health ambassador the wonderful Graham Cullis. And it was great to, to catch up with Graham. Graham was, of course, a guest on episode 13 of the podcast. And it's the first time we'd actually had a guest come back on and be fully interviewed and not just appear in a special as well. So this was actually quite a fun episode to record because, obviously, as regular listeners know, we have a sort of base format of the podcast where we ask the sort of similar questions every week. And there's a rough, you know, structure to how the interview takes place. But of course, as Graham's been on before, it was a bit different this week because, you know, it was very freeing. There wasn't really, it was sort of just unfolded without any structure. So it was a bit different, but it was great to catch up with Graham. He's been doing some incredible stuff since we last spoke. And yeah, I'm, I'm not going to babble on too much in this week's intro. I'm just going to let you get straight into it. So episode 58 of Just Get A Real Job with the wonderful Graham Cullis. <laughs> we are back together again on Just Get A Real Job podcast. Oh. Excellent stuff. It's good to see you, man. How are you doing? Yeah, very well, thank you. How are you? It's really nice to return on a podcast. I did one this week, actually, when I returned. On um, oh, good. Yeah, oh, lovely a... stuff. This is a yeah. you know. I feel like last time we spoke, so I listened to our first ever conversation today, which I know it's not even been a year yet, but it feels like even longer ago. I was listening to us both going, "Oh, this has all changed now. We've both done lots since then." <laughs> yes, <laughs> but you've just we... been on another podcast that time as well, so. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, we've been busy bees, haven't we? <laughs> You're not joking. In, yeah, the best, many, in the best possible way. How many you got in the bag now? The podcast? What number is this? So, I don't know what number this is. We put out 57 as of yesterday and probably recorded about 62, maybe? Wow. I don't know. Yeah. And when I'd spoke to you, that was that was like episode 13. So, there, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Amazing. That's so good. Well, congratulations for, for persevering and yeah. adhering. No, <laughs> I mean, it's been, we both have been, man. And this is the most like, you know, we just went straight into this recording as well. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Well, that, that's it's like I say, isn't it? Like, I don't think we, we, we talked about this last time. You get the, the you always get the best shit at the beginning of the interview and the best shit at the end. Yeah, because it's I was probably, the most, probably the most authentic part of it. Well, maybe not that the rest isn't authentic, but I think, do you know what I mean? It's the part. Oh, no, I, no. As soon as we hit record, I'm full of shit. <laughs> not really not no really. not at all i was just i was just saying i had a quick phone call with my mum as well because I, I just finished literally recording another interview about 10 minutes ago before this compared oh, yeah. it came straight on to you but i was like to my mum, i was like i've got graham coming back on and i've never done <laughs> i've never had a returning guest properly because we'd had people come like rebecca and yeah. and stuff come back but they'd been for specials and stuff but you know this is a proper interview we'd never done this there isn't a format oh, nice <laughs> so you know it's nice. going to be a little bit less scripted than last time in a good way yeah yeah, so, yeah, sure. Well, I just kicked my mum out of the kitchen. <laughs> she wasn't she wasn't happy. Oh, bless her, bless her. I always love the vlogs you do with your mum as well. It's quite oh. they're very sweet. 
Oh, you've got a lot of content coming up, don't you worry, because I've been here for a few weeks now. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, it's been very eventful, actually. <laughs> yeah, like... I was also going to say last time we recorded this as well, Graham, you know, you were all because you moved to Cornwall just after we did our last interview and you just literally just moved back from Cornwall back to your mum and dad yeah. for this interview as well. That's it. Yeah, I know. I, I can only record just get a real job podcast in my kitchen at my mum's house. So <laughs> and my mum and dad's house. So yeah. So, yeah. No, it's uh, yeah, it's, it's really nice. And uh, it's nice to be back so thank you very much for having no, it's me it's good i mean we've been keeping in touch obviously like with each other's endeavors both patrons of each other i've still look i've still yeah got some have a we dig for them now um <laughs> always the worst you, or not you, you know, still stuff. got some You're i still got some no I, I do oh you know <laughs> no. what can i can i be honest with you and this is the best possible way i'm so bad sometimes for forgetting to buy people cards for their birthday and christmas yeah. or whatever right so the amount of times that i've been like last minute being like oh like, shit yes. i don't have a card and i'm like i've got one of graham Collis's karma cards happy birthday <laughs> And just give them out, but I also really like them. Like the one of the orbs is that what's called the orbs of the angels um, or the a- angels? Yeah, angels. Just keep that one. Well, I love that one so much, and I, as I told you last time, and I actually gave it to my mum and dad. Oh. I think I, as a joint birthday card. So just after we'd last recorded, I, I did love that one, and I would I was going to yeah. put it up on my wall, but I thought I'll give it to them too because obviously they mean a lot to me, and you know I it, I wrote like a really nice message in that card as well, and it was you know it was because it's a lovely you know as I told you last yeah. time on the podcast that it evoked something in me, so it's up in my my mum and dad's. House still oh nice so, so i suppose that was like your that the orbs were your parents and yeah. they were guiding your life through the trees <laughs> to the broken light i'm sure my mum is listening to this right now and, and very much enjoying it hello sure. jamie's mum <laughs> what's her name caroline caroline oh she's got an r in the middle of her name i like yeah, rolling I, my r's <laughs> i know you i know you do because Scot- scottish people particularly love rolling an yeah. r <laughs> yeah, so what are we talking about graham you know i, I know yeah, host, what are we what? talking about what do you want to know it's been very eventful. There's a lot to talk about, I guess. So I suppose well, last time we we chatted, I was just about to move back to Cornwall and run a, an assault on the wellness industry in the uh, in the county of Cornwall, which I did. I made a huge splash and I've ended up creating a CIC, which we just got CIC status. So if anyone doesn't know what that means, it's like a different version of a charity. It's a community interest company. So it's a full company now and it's called Youth Art Connect. And that was like, that was my project for when I went back to Cornwall. And so if some of your listeners haven't checked out my last uh, podcast with you, I want to use my channel because it's funny actually, because none of that would happen when we spoke. And I've spoken about this quite a lot of times. So it's nice to be like talking about it fresh again. But yeah, so... Yeah, basically, I use my channel to my or my art channel to basically platform mental health and help people find tools through creativity or other holistic measures. And yeah, it's uh, it's been really good. So my my uh, thing that I did for Cornwall was set up a youth club called Youth Art Connect, which the tagline is introducing the therapeutic benefits of art to young people and we run sessions from 11 to 18 so 11 to 17s and 18s to 30s every last saturday of the month and it's been absolutely incredible the feedback and the response that we've had and yeah so many people want to get involved we've got funding now and we've got it's a full setup and because <laughs> i ran it without sure not sure what was going to happen it was just a collaboration with this other lady called Kate who's got therapy studios and so if your your listeners don't know I'm a YouTuber and what well, trying to be <laughs> I am I am I am oh, you I'm, are I'm, you are own it you put up videos yeah, regularly exactly yeah you're getting better as well you're getting better yeah. like, I, I mean I'm not just saying that but like you know you can tell that you're editing and the way that you think about it and the way that you craft videos it's like definitely improved in the last since we'd known each other for the last oh, year for sure mm-hmm. I've been doing so much self-development around it and it's yeah. really important to look at other, other people that create on on these channels and to study yeah. it basically like absolutely YouTube diversity yeah. <laughs> like YouTube teaches but... everything and then YouTube can teach you how to do YouTube but yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah that's what's nice about you know having you back on and, and having stayed in touch because like you know look at us both we'd both like sort of improved in what we're doing well yeah. I, hope, I, hope, I hope so anyway. are you talking into the mic correctly oh well you know you I, i'd like to think i was but there was a, a few weeks ago i had mr the lovely elliot mitchell who i will probably phone in during this interview we'll get him on for five minutes <laughs> yeah um, <laughs> a few weeks ago i had I sent an intro away and i'm getting too cocky clearly or, or i'm just becoming more like because you know you, you get better at doing things and he yeah. was like you're not speaking into the mic and i was like i thought we'd been over uh, this man i thought i'd cracked it but apparently not it helped me when i heard that bit on your podcast <laughs> like i realized that i when i was recording my audio sound bites for the vlog when i do like a little storytelling bit sometimes i'll be away from it and then i was like oh hang on a minute oh 
That sounds a lot more sexy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it does. So thank you, Elliot. You're, yeah. you're worth your salt. Oh, he's an absolute, <laughs> he's an absolute gem. No, you Far Connect has has been amazing project. What you've been doing there, and obviously yeah. they've been track been tracking the progress of the. Can I sorry? Can I just quickly say this is the most free I've ever felt on my own podcast because <laughs> I don't have the formula at all now. This is just yeah. totally. This is different. It's very freeing. Like we're just going to chat. Going to. I was wondering how it was going to go. I was wondering if you got any other special I formula have, that you pull out of the bag. I do have a few questions that I'm now okay. start, that I have sort of started asking guests that you wouldn't have been asked back oh, in perfect. back back in the early days. But we'll sort of come on to it because um, I still want to know more about UFAR Connect. Yeah. And, and also just have a catch up, but record our yeah. catch up for other people. Yeah, for sure. Well, UFAR Connect, like I say, like it was just an idea I had with this lady, Kate Evans, and to, to run a club in her you know, studios aimed at young people. And we did that on a collaboration on my YouTube channel. We had a little chat in yeah. my studio and over coffee and then came up with the idea. And then before you know it, we ran it and it was a massive success. So we basically ran the, yeah, we ran the event. And then one of the main, one of the best things that came out of it, because you know, when you collaborate and you do events and you do projects, like it's like, a domino effect you meet another person who's incredible as well and you know you just you meet you, if you're doing things in that space you're going to meet the same people and I had this wonderful human being well firstly we had Siobhan she signed up to be a volunteer straight away and she is now a director and she is just like you know that the, the glue for us she's amazing but then we've got me and Siobhan both look up to Marie as like our leader now she he came along with Mal who's her son who has Tourette's and she said she came along as a you know as a punter and she's like graham i've been looking for something like this for for years and i've been wanting to set something up like this but she's had certain health issues she had to go bankrupt she had some personal issues that she basically just sort of like kept beating her down that she couldn't run something like this and i'm like mate the the infrastructure's all there this is this can be yours because like my my idea and what i want to do and be is a mental health ambassador who travels with his blog and runs and runs events and then leaves them in places and hopefully they have legacy so it was like like she was sent to me divinely she came along and i was like marie this is yours we'll run it together and then i'm off you know probably off to bali around christmas time and then it could be yours and we'll just get it we'll do a few events together and we had a wicked summer we put on a yeah. festival yeah festival on the beach like we had all different wellness activity activities like like sound healing, yoga, dance, surf lessons, and a massive, huge marquee full of arts materials for like families to come and do splatter art and stuff like that. And that was basically to showcase us as a Youth Art Connect, as a as a as an organisation. And then the next one that we ran, we've got, now got premises in in the council building, the youth centre, and we've been running them solidly. And it's just getting busier and busier. And we started off with just like eleven to seventeens, then we had to like move it to twenty fives, and now we're like okay, right, eighteens to thirties club. It's just like grown and now schools want to get involved the Eden oh, project really? wants to get involved yeah. we've got funding from different multiple streams now and it's been absolutely amazing and now the next thing that we're doing like my last hurrah because I said goodbye to them but Marie was like she held me at gunpoint and said you have to remain in this in this and be a director with me I'm like do you know what actually I was thinking about it before she said it because I said I was ready to leave it and pass it on I was like do you know what I can do things like I can do stuff for them remotely and I'm going to be going different places and we've yeah. set up something which is franchisable like we've got mm-hmm. people in different counties that are interested in maybe even possibly setting one up and i could take it over to bali and do like the same concept over there have an umbrella version it, i mean it's a great concept isn't it it's, it's a yeah. really, and it's really interesting it's like you're using art to build a community and to help people yeah. through their struggles and you know that's yeah. a great thing yeah and then the amount of kids that have made friends of each other and it was just yeah. post-pandemic where people are still a bit socially awkward and an- anxious and it just really brought some people together and it has and like now I've got like a little crew of like a little youth club that just sort of like look up to me and I just love it and they're yeah I, I look up to them they're as equally inspiring but yeah my last hurrah is that I, I told them in my last vlog so my last vlog is called what's it called what's it called what's it called what's, it called? what's my last vlog called <sighs> I, d- I do watch and support you right but I'm yeah, not like I'm no, I about- can't I can't even remember <laughs> wait no uh yeah was basically I think I called it something like oh yeah it's- it was planning Listen, planning we're, a we're doing a podcast Graham we can just check and normal no know, I know right let me do that then like, what, what fine, is, I'll get it I'll find it the well. bloody hell is my, we'll have a race 
Your yeah, last blog okay, is called I'm, I'm Inviting You to My Mental Oh, health. you got there first. There you go. Yeah, okay. Right. <laughs> so you go on YouTube, check that out. It's basically, and the thumbnail says planning a mental health exhibition in Newquay. You know, you have to think about your thumbnails, especially where you want to share it with your audience. So that thumbnail yeah. is going to be going all over, over like shared into groups in Newquay. So I want people to click on it. But yeah, so in that vlog, I basically posed a question to them. I stood up on a chair and said, hey guys, do you like making money? You're like, yeah. And I'm like, well, would you be interested in an exhibition? exhibition they're like yeah I was like wow okay perfect well I'm going to set you a task to create a piece of painting a piece of artwork doesn't have to be a painting with the theme what mental health means to me and they are pumped and some of the artwork is incredible and I told them to express themselves however they want like you know we don't want to gag them like some of that artwork could be you know very like eye-opening you know and there's a lot of they have a lot of meaning behind it and I've got some other professional artists inverted commas coming in and doing some pieces as well and yeah it's gonna be very interesting to see what these young people create and it's yeah I'm really looking forward to causing a bit of a buzz in the media about it but we're having an exhibition basically and it's to give them an experience as well and they're so excited so that's happening on the 4th of December in Newquay it's going to be held at North Coast Asylum in Newquay which is a gallery it's kind of a, an interesting name for a mental health exhibition <laughs> the North Coast Asylum but that's all good and yeah so it's, it's from 5 till 7pm it's a fancy affair wear your best clothes we want them all to know. we want the kids to all dress up posh and yeah just come along of any guests you want and that all the artworks for sale we're going to split it 50 50 between the young artist and the money going back into youth art connect so in a way they get 100 because it's going to them and then to the club for them so that's really incredible and yeah and then we've got an after party afterwards at dead famous where i've put on an all night an all ages night for them so all the young ones can go and we've got a bbc introducing act called haunt the woods which are in, have you heard of them yet haunt the woods are an incredible band they're like muse but in sepia <laughs> I think I, I, haven't, I haven't heard of them no I haven't, I haven't okay actually. well you know how like Quentin Tarantino and Wes Anderson like Wes Anderson's the sepia version of of Quentin Tarantino have you heard people say that before no I've never heard that <laughs> yeah but, well, okay it's, it's pretty pretty much the same as Muse and Haunt the Wood that in my opinion they're a sepia <laughs> muse they're like epic ballads and like he's got a very sort of Jeff Buckley kind of voice and like it oh yeah I can't wait the kids are going to be blown away yeah but yeah so we put that on for them that's ticketed so you need to buy a ticket for that it's on Eventbrite, eventbrite.com so if you're in the area and you're listening to this please come along on Saturday the 4th to North Coast Asylum, 5 till 7, for free. Schler and Nibbles will be available and come and check out the artwork that the kids have got on. And then, if you can, buy a ticket, please, to The Dead Famous and come and hang out with the, us there for the after party. But yeah, it's going to be it's gonna be amazing. I can't wait. No, that, I mean, it, it's great to hear about, like, UFAR Connect becoming a thing, obviously, because what's nice is last time, it was sort of like a vague, vague idea. You know, now it's, you know, now it's happened. But... Something else, Graham, we should probably talk about from the last time you were on, right? You were thinking about quitting your job last time you were on the podcast. Yeah. I, was, uh, I hadn't, hadn't quit then, had I? You hadn't, you hadn't quite quit Ooh. then. So now you'd, uh, you know, you you quit the job, I think like literally a, a week or two after we recorded that one. So that's, that I think was so, yeah. And well, yeah. launched the Patreon stuff and you sort of made that your full-time thing. So how's that been going? It's been absolutely incredible. I'm almost at a point where I can say I'm self-sustained with it. And I've got patrons all over the world now. And yeah, and like, obviously, like when you put all your effort into it and you do quit your job, it kicks you up the bum to almost like treat it like a, a sales job because I was in a sales job. And I suppose Patreon is a sales game. Well, everything's in sales really, isn't it? If you yeah, yeah, boil yeah. it down. you. But like, I, I was able to put out loads more content, get loads more people interested. And then I could pose a question, would you like to support me on Patreon? And I send you the Karma Card. So if your listeners don't know what this is, the Karma Card project is a way that I self-fund myself by giving my art to my followers who, who support me on Patreon with a small pledge uh, every six months. So they pledge to me monthly, like you do, if like you guys do on this podcast, or you should yeah. do because you're getting value out of it okay so if you're not if you're listening to this podcast and you haven't subscribed to the patreon yet do it so you can oh, do bless more. you you know you were so, the yeah. you were the reason we started a patreon game i know yeah, yeah. i know I was, I was like come on you've got to get get on this yeah very very grateful to all of the podcast patrons of this because we, we don't make money from doing this podcast and that was never the intention but we cover what it costs us to do so I, yeah you know, you know, it's not we're not losing money on it. We're making yeah. enough to it covers the cost of it, and you know that's yeah. an amazing thing. And do you know what the, the thing? The key to growth in Patreon is asking. Okay, and that's uh, that's what people find quite uncomfortable. And I'm really comfortable with asking because like, if someone's uh, oh, I know. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, if, well, if people are following your content, they like it, they love it, and there's a message behind it, and they're, you know, they're regularly, I'll, I'll wait until I've seen them regularly, and then I'll just pose the question, say, would you like to join the, the, the Patreon? And, I, and, and this is what the Karma Card project's all yeah, about. Yeah. So, so just, yeah, to go back to the Karma Card, so what it is, six gift cards of my art prints every six months, and I send those out to my Patreons. Uh, on a on a biannually basis. So the next one I'm doing is in December. I'm doing a little bit earlier because I'm buggering off to Bali and I don't really want to be dealing with that when I'm sipping on tequila Negronis and having post surf oh, so coconuts. We, a, little flex, <laughs> a little flex there, a little uh, humble yeah. brag. No, but yeah, so um, uh, I I wanted to I wanted to get those out quickly for December and yeah. So basically, the idea is that. You receive these six gift cards and you can choose the ones, keep the ones you like, keep all of them if you want. And then you yeah, s- you can send put them in a drawer, you can put them in a drawer like me. Yeah, you put them in a drawer. I know, I know, I know Always that Rebecca, have a special occasion. Rebecca Riddle, she frames a couple of them, I think. Yeah. She had a couple, yeah, I'm like, legend. I love it when uh, I see people frame. She, she's um, got a great frame collection on a random note. Yeah, yeah so. I know, I love it. And I love that I'm adding to it. Ma- massive, um, massive shout out to Rebecca. Well, we're, yeah, we're, you know, just... Uh, <laughs> Absolute legend. But yeah, so, and she's probably going to be busy this year when we go back into lockdown, isn't she? <laughs> lockdown links. Um, oh, but yeah, we're not going back into lockdown. Keep the faith, guys. Better not be. Yeah, I know. You send the, keep the ones you like, and then you send the rest on as random acts of kindness to people that mm-hmm. might be struggling, or just to reconnect with a friend or family member. So that in turn spreads love and positivity yeah. out six ways from you, and then the money goes back to me to eventually pay me a full time job, and then eventually grow into a wellness business that I can then be a philanthropist with and buy and you know invest into wellness projects. So I want it to grow huge, so I can then really invest it mm-hmm. into other things and other projects. So and it and it's and I already do I already give and tithe out of my money because I feel it's important you know like I'll buy people random things or I'll do something nice for someone out of that money that's come because you know what you give out you get back and I've learned that Absolutely. so much yeah yeah no, me too me too and I think that was actually what I've always loved and why we sort of got on when we did the first interview and I've stayed in touch is also that because I think the podcast and what you were doing has a lot of shares quite a lot of the same ethos and the same idea about building a community to help other people and and mm. kind of industry to talk about things that maybe aren't talked about enough like mental health and on all that yeah. sort of thing and you know and i think that's what i love about your karma car project is that it's just a really nice idea and i love the idea that you can send the cards to other people to like yeah. you know make them happy and, and and they're beautiful cards as well they are very nice do, artwork, do you, know you know what the best thing for me other than the, obviously the, the monetary side that gives me it makes me free is amazing that's incredible you know i love it but the best thing about it for me is actually when I sent a pack of cards to someone like yourself and then they send it on to someone and it has saved that person or, you know, really impact their life. Because I get messages sometimes because obviously I, I'm, I'm not stupid. I put my marketing on the back of the cards and they follow my content and they'll send me. Sometimes I get DMs saying, Graham, I received this karma card off my friend and you do not know how much that meant to me in that moment. It really needed it. I'm getting a little bit teary now because it, <laughs> it, it really like it really something it has this this has saved lives. I'm sure, you know, because yeah. the messages that I receive is just so lovely. And that makes me think, yes, I've I've completed life now. I'm doing it. Yeah, it's, it's wonderful to see. Yeah, no, it's really inspiring. And and just something else I wanted to ask you. And mm. again, because I don't know if you find this, but there's a, there's a bit of a resistance sometimes towards the wellness industry and towards the idea of wellness. I think because there quite rightly is a lot of people that are full of shit. And on the internet yeah. and who maybe do for self-interest and stuff and not, I know you're not one of those people at all and I obviously wouldn't support you if you were <laughs> <laughs> yeah but you know like do you find that you ever get sort of the skeptical side of it or and do you have to work harder to convince people or if you never really because inco- you're a very positive person and I think that helps cut through that I imagine yeah actually the short answer is no I don't really come up come across that that I have done though I I experienced shortly after I can't go into the full details of it because all my thoughts behind it, because uh, <laughs> it, it might come across as slander, yeah. but I, I'm pretty certain I know who it was, but I got trolled and it was pretty, it was pretty serious, you know, like yeah, yeah. Uh, they, they created two fake accounts and I, to be honest, like, 
half of me doesn't really want to talk about it because I don't want to. You don't have to. The, you don't, you oh, don't no, have no, 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 I will. Because I, I don't want to platform them and then them thinking, oh, well, look, he's talking about me now. But actually, you guys, what you've done for me was an, a massive favour. And what, 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 I would like to take this opportunity now to these trolls, if you're listening. I hope you are. <laughs> I, I thank you from the bottom of my heart for what you've done for me. You taught me a lesson at the beginning of my career. And this is something that my art mentor that picked me up at the beginning, she guided me through the whole thing. Leslie Sams, I want to shout out for her now. If you're, ever, if you're a creative and you want to move forward in the industry get yourself a mentor and get onto pure arts for go and speak to leslie sams because she is a legend and she will make you money and she will advance your career okay if you just invest that but i'm not trying to plug her i'm not getting anything from it i i solely think that she's amazing but yeah she guided, guided me through it and she helped me see the lessons that these people taught me and these people that trolled me what so what they did to give you a backstory guys they they, they created fake accounts, one on Instagram, one on, one on Facebook, and they would enter themselves into communities that I was sharing content into, like Facebook groups, etc. And then they would slander my name and say that I'm a, you know, say I'm a fraud, say that I didn't have any mental health issues myself back in the day, and that I'm just doing this all, all for self gain. And you know, like it was, it, it gave me anxiety. I was like, why are they doing this? Because I knew it was them. I know who it was because I, there's hallmarks in the message of what they left. They left little like little trick. It's like almost sorry like <laughs> leaving leaving clues. It was like that. Like they wanted to be caught. Everyone else like, surrounding it. A few people got taken in some of the messages, but st- like, straight away, all of the people that were in these community, they they cut. They saw they saw through the bullshit straight away. And but I I was obviously every time it happened, it made me feel like oh like shit. Yeah, it's horrible uh, because because like even on I, I was I was collaborating with Speedo at one point, and then the head of Speedo marketing, I think it was a marketer, someone in the in the team came up because it was we're doing like I wasn't wearing Speedos by the way. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was going to ask, is there a picture? I, I have I, I was eating a lot of bagels at that point, but I I opted for the shorts. But yeah, so um, yeah, they messaged them while I was on set because I did a story post saying I'm working with Speedo today with mental health and outdoor activities and they messaged them on their instagram or from this fake account and said yeah he's a fraud don't work with him and they came up to me straight away and they're like graham we've got this message through don't you worry because we see this all the time with our athletes and it's amazing people I like how they call you an athlete as well. i love that yeah i know i know <laughs> well you know i mean with their athletes like not you know like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i'm definitely not an athlete but yeah so i was like yeah that that was that, that's nice to know as well that people can see through the bullshit but i just felt like at that time i needed to tell everyone i was collaborating just to warn them i still kind of do every now and then just in case they do rear their head again but yeah like i say guys people that are trolling me thank you ever so much because you taught me one thing how to hold compassion for you because i know that you're going through some problems yourself and it's probably not that great for you and i feel sorry for you and i want that to get better for you and then the next thing that i want to thank you for probably the most out of all of it is that you taught me or, or first you did you gave me this experience at this state of my career if it happened later on it would have knocked me down a lot more but like because obviously if you're, if you're at the top you can get knocked down a lot more pegs if it happens suddenly out of the blue but now i know how to deal with it okay so thank you for that but this is the most important lesson that i learned from trolling is how to be there for other people that are going through the same so mm. not only have you taught me all these lessons but now i can use that and turn it into something amazing and i have already coached people going through the same and i've helped them and who are going through and having anxiety around it and then help them work out a plan and help them have compassion for those people as well i think it's really important because you don't want to get into that cycle of hating them because that's going to chew you up inside. You need yeah. to just, you need positive out, positive yeah. back every time. Yeah. Oh, well, Graham, thank you very much for opening up about that. Like I didn't, I wasn't what my intention was there at all, but I'm really glad you did speak about it like that. And you've even made something like that very positive. It, it just speaks for the sort of person you are as well, I think. Thank you. Yeah, no, obviously like my pleasure. Like I haven't actually, was, that's the, this is the first opportunity I had to speak about it actually in public. <laughs> it was actually. a total accident that I brought up. No, no, it's great. I, I, I really, I'm really glad that I got to say that because I hope that, that those words will reach people listening to your podcast that might be going through the same. So just, yeah, just compassion guys 
and learn from it and learn how to be for other people afterwards. Yeah. You know, speaking of lessons and stuff, we celebrated our one year anniversary about two or three weeks ago, maybe longer, oh, but, yeah. you know, quite recently, you know, and what I've sort of learned the most, and I think I always was a bit like that, but particularly that is just celebrating other, the creative industries can be really competitive because, you know, there's not a lot of opportunities sometimes, especially in TV where I work and stuff, it can be quite cutthroat and it's not a lot of jobs. But what I've really learned from doing this is that it's not a competition and just celebrating other people, you know, celebrating other people's successes. Yeah, yeah. That takes you so far and it makes you feel better. It, like, it's lovely going on Twitter and being like, well done to this person or, or seeing people do well and being like, I'm really happy for them. They deserve that. You know, yeah. it, it, it's so good for you to do that. And I think it, it A, gets you further in your career because people appreciate it. And B, it just makes you feel good because it's a good thing to do. Oh, 100%. Yeah, no, yeah, definitely. Like it, it's it's so easy to fall into that trap of looking at someone uh, they've got something that you want and then that green jealous feeling comes in a lot of de- people's default is oh that person's a prick you know there must be a prick because of that you know but like really like that's a reflection of what you are at that point and yeah and if you can just be super happy for that person you know that's just that just shows a lot of character and you know you like and that's like I say it makes you feel better and you're gonna you're gonna progress as well yeah absolutely hello it's jb here you may have heard this advert several times before but if not this is basically just me taking a minute to remind you guys that if you're enjoying the podcast there are a number of things you can do to help us keep growing now as many of you might be aware the podcasting landscape is incredibly saturated and i mean there's lots of podcasts we all love podcasts but it's very difficult for independent podcasts like us to sometimes break through and to be noticed so doing things like sharing us on social media word of mouth and just telling friends and family to listen or even leaving us a little five-star review on places like Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts go so far in helping us to keep growing. Me and Elliot adore this podcast. We love making this podcast. So if you're able to help in any way by doing something like that, we'd be incredibly grateful, not just for our podcast, but if you love any independent podcast, please try and give them a wee share or give them a review because it, it goes so far. Another thing you can do if you enjoy the podcast as well, and we appreciate that this is a very difficult time, but if you're enjoying this podcast and you want to help us, you can donate as little or as much as you like to our Patreon page, and you can do that by going to patreon.com slash job, or you can click the link in the show notes. Anything you can afford, we are very grateful for. Thank you for your continued support, and I hope you enjoy the rest of today's episode. Well, Graham, I know you have been on the podcast before, so some of our regular listeners will have heard you on the podcast before and know this, but even though they might forget because it was a while ago, just because I feel like we, I hope we'd had, I hope we have new uh, regular listeners now. I would like to think so after, after <laughs> 60 episodes in. Yeah. Nearly, but to quickly, do you want to recap how you kind of got into painting in the first place? Because I think it's quite, an, it's quite a great story and I'm happy yeah. to hear it again. Certainly. Okay. So when I, I, I moved to Bali, I was working for a sales job. That was 2019. I moved to Bali, like the last day of 2019, yeah, New yeah. Year's Eve, I flew over and I landed on my birthday in the glorious year that is 2020 that everyone loves and remembers and will remember forever. <laughs> 2020. I, I was quite funny, actually, when the new year happened and everyone was like, fuck 2020. <laughs> I really enjoyed 2020. But it was, uh, you know, I, I went over to Bali to pursue my dream of working remotely I'd scored a job where I negotiated to be able to work remotely and live in my my happy place which is Bali I've been going on and off there for the last 12 years so it was yeah it was like you know on paper it was really good like I'd be waking up at six in the morning and go for a surf and then I would I'd have a coconut maybe hang out with someone I've met in the water arrange a date with them on the weekend <laughs> and then um and then I would have a siesta and then wake up at five o'clock and start working until midnight on a sales job and like weekends up in Bali so amazing you know but the autonomy of that after a while is not great you know if you're working nights all the time and you're only really seeing people on the weekend because you know everyone else is doing stuff in the evening it's just what it didn't really work out like as I as yeah. I expected and then the pandemic came along, made things very stressful, you know, like we were losing clients. It made the job even more stressful. So some some anxieties were creeping in and like, you know, me questioning what I wanted to do with my life, etc. But then like I found art. I went on a 
date with a Russian art teacher, Tatiana. I forgot about uh, this. <laughs> yeah, introduced to me by Nova Zef, who is an amazing artist herself. She's a rapper in New York in a band called Pendulum People, and she's a style, stylist and makes clothes and just, just all round incredible creative person. But she, I saw, I saw Tatiana on her story feed and I was like, oh, can I get an introduction please? And <laughs> we went for a date and she was like, you have to come to my art class. And I was like, well, I can't really say no <laughs> because obviously like yeah, I'm trying to impress this chick somehow. Uh, if I, if I said no, it would have looked rude. So I went along to the art class and then started painting like the picture I decided I was going to paint. We were just painting subject images, you know, just to learn techniques. And I sat around a table with a bunch of other people in her class. And and then before you know it, people were sort of like looking at my easel and going, what? have you painted before, Graham? I'm like, no, I was doing a waterfall. And I look back at the waterfall now and I'm like, actually, that's... I, I, look, I look back at it critically and I'm like, wow, that was like so early. But, you know, like it turned out that was pretty good. And I did one other class and I did a painting of the eye and that was it after that everyone was like graham you need to buy yourself some paints and take this a little bit more seriously or just at least have it as a regular hobby i'm like yeah sick okay cool but then i was friend zoned at that point because i just became a student <laughs> but yeah and then obviously i was going through that sort of like not sure what to do with my life kind of thing pandemic hitting a couple of other personal issues creeped in and then i i had a about of depression. Uh, I had to take a sabbatical off work. I knew that I needed to come home. It was the height of the pandemic at that point, And everyone was like freaking out in a third world country. Everyone was leaving the island. The only great thing was, was I got to be able to surf some of the famous surf breaks with no one there. That was great. But I was depressed and I wasn't even surfing at that point anymore. I was just keeping myself to myself in my room. I was having a, re I was really battling, but the art helped me no end i painted every day and i painted myself out of a hole it was just like just what i needed at that time so i started painting every day posting it on instagram and then people started to notice and then my instagram started to blow up because people were like following me because they saw oh he's he's obviously he's never or, like some of my a lot of my friends started following me then i was getting extra followers because they saw that i was painting and yeah it's just sort of like built up and up and that's basically what happened really and yeah, uh, yeah. Then like, you know, the content came out of that. I was, I, I wanted to talk about mental health. I did a couple of vlogs of, of my own personal story, the one about angels and I started a YouTube channel. And then I also started Patreon on the back of our man, Blind Boy. That's how we yeah. actually- That's how we met, isn't it? I, yeah, I, I, yeah. I'd actually forgotten how we, I, I knew that we obviously talked about that. Cause when I listened yeah. to that episode today, cause I haven't really listened to that. I don't listen to the back once they're out. So I was like, I've not listened to this episode in a long time. And I was yeah. like, Oh yeah, forgot yeah. that it was Blind Boy that shared you. And I remember, like, yeah. I was like, you were, because you were the first person I didn't know already that I interviewed. I oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like, apart from Rebecca, maybe it was the first, but I kind of knew who she was because we'd been at the same. Yeah. You know, but you were the first person I'd ever like messaged on Instagram. Yeah. Like, Do you want to come on my podcast? Well, yeah. And I've been listening to Blind Boy as well for like the last two years anyway. And then all of his messages and him talking about his, his like, you know, regular spot where he talks about his Patreon, which funds him to do what he does. That, really, that sort of seeped into me and I was like oh, I could you know what people are noticing what I'm doing now they're seeing that I'm using this to help my mental health and I can help other people and I now have a narrative to drive a vlog because people will come because they want to see the art and then I can talk about mental health and how it's beneficial and then then that gives me uh, the opportunity to ask for support and then yeah. that's why I was like thank you I thank Blind Boy for everything I've done and I'd love to tell him what I've done because of him one day and I've got an idea how I'm going to do that but I'm keeping it under wraps at the moment. Well I'm very but, excited to see where it goes. Yeah it was something that Dave Grohl told me in his storyteller book. <laughs> I, was very, I love that you deliberately said it like that. Deliberately you're like, yeah. I was about to be like no. When was it? Well, I mean, I know in the summer you were sort of hanging out with uh, Newton Faulkner, though, weren't you? you were oh, yeah, 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 Newton Faulkner, yeah. Just get a wee bit great, into like... a name dropping now, you know, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Newton Faulkner came down for a surf lesson. Like, my friend said, messaged me and said, Graham, do you fancy teaching Newton Faulkner for a, sur a surf lesson? I was like, yeah, okay, I'll do that. And then obviously that was a vlog opportunity. So we did a collaboration. I taught him to surf. I gave his, his son a print. Yeah, like, it was it was really nice, actually. So it's a really good got vlog. Quite... It's a really good vlog. Yeah. And yeah, we might interlude that vlog now, actually. There it goes, you know. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. Um, so there we go. Mr. Newton Faulkner, how's Hello. it going? Hello, everyone. How about you? Should we go for a surf? Let's do it. It's such my first. I've never done it before. I've oh. touched the surfboard twice, and that was by accident. <laughs> <laughs> this is such an honour. I get to take New Newton Faulkner for a, his first ever surf. 
But speaking about vlogs, I kind of, I mean, and I would not expect you to have an answer for this question because it's a hard one, right? But do you have like a favorite vlog you've done or a vlog that you're maybe most proud of? Oh, do you know what? Like I, every time I do a new one, I'm proud of that one. Like, it's like my new one, my newest one's always my favorite because yeah. like of anything, like, like that's a series, they kind of date, don't they? See, so you're all excited and amped about what you do. Yeah. So I, yeah, that's a hard one to answer because I, I think if my my latest one isn't my favorite one, then I'm doing something wrong, you know? Yeah. So, but it is, it is hard. What? Okay. Well, I'm going to have a look and find out the name of my favorite one because I want to talk about that as well. So I'll quickly okay. do that. Okay, so, right. So I would say I really like the most expensive paint palette in the world. I really mm-hmm. like that one. That was where I, where I went to Zenamade with Jamie Zena and he made me, he basically messaged me and said he'd made this wooden bowl. Uh, he's a he's a wood turner you know uses a lathe to make these incredible pieces yeah and he, he messaged me and said look what do you think this is a, a knot had fallen out of this bowl and it just looked like a perfect palette <laughs> and he was like this is for you and i was like what and he normally he normally charges like 300 quid for these bowls and he gave it to me for free and i went down there did a vlog and, and we yeah it's great but i enjoyed that one uh, but i would probably have to say the the two ones i did for jay and I tia was- I was about to say forever. to you, I was about to say that my favourite uh, vlog you done was Jane Tears Forever painting one like, yeah. oh man, uh, it, yeah. that, I, I, <laughs> it actually made me cry that one. Yeah. No, it's really emotional, I, man. It's really. I, I, I was in tears the whole way through editing that, you know, like it's my friend, my, I just so if you're, if you're, if you're I mean, this is like, no, yeah. My, my friend Jay uh, reached out to me right in the middle of when I was organizing that festival. I had another vlog to do, a painting to finish. Everything was happening at once, like uh, setting up Youth Art Connect. It was just like everything was happening. I had the Karma cards for June to, to sort out. And then out of the blue, when I was going through all of this as well, it, he and, and I was really stressed. He came with this message that he said that he's unfortunately not got long to live. And that made all that stress just disappear instantly like i'm like wow okay right i've got nothing to be stressed about now and um, yeah. he was like he was like do you, would you would you do a painting for me and that i can give to tia that can represent that something as a memory for for her when i'm gone and i was like oh my god so yeah i uh, took that on in a heartbeat i was like and and he wanted to pay and i was like no you're not paying like i'm doing that for free because this is like the end game for me. I want my karma cards to grow so I don't have to earn money on my paintings. I want to be doing commissions like that all the time where I can do something that helps or collaborates with a charity, you know? Yeah. So I did, I took it on and yeah, I, I, and I went and his, he was actually throwing a festival for his daughter in the garden. It's really cute for her 13th birthday. And I went along and filmed that and like, that section is probably one of my favorite pieces of editing. It's so actually. nice. It's so nice. Yeah, really nice. And when I showed it to Jay, he was in bits. He was like, oh, he was man. like so emotional. And um, it's so good for, you know, I just think it's really, honestly, I'm struggling to talk about it because it's, it's really heartbreaking. Like, and, yeah. and it's really, it's really joyous as well. But like, I just love the idea that like she'll always have that, you'd captured that for them yeah. and she yeah god sorry i don't know that's really embarrassing no, Crap, you know it's know, just very no, it's moving it's very moving yeah i know and like yeah i got uh i got a lot of people like because uh, if, if anyone goes to my youtube they're going to see i don't have many views on youtube but i actually chuck them up on facebook and then that's where they get the traction because a lot of people live in Newquay, so i share across the group so that one actually did really well on facebook and for for a good reason you know there's a, he's got a lot of friends that love him yeah and like it's and it seems happens all the time now actually a lot of my commissions i do do have a meaning for that person because just to, if your listeners don't know as well what i do is what's called a surprise commission so every painting actually apart from the last one this i let I let this one slip through the net just because i really wanted to paint it but all of my paintings i tell people they're not going to know what they get until I paint it. So it's called a surprise commission. So I use my intuition by looking through their social medias or having a conversation with them, maybe talking to their friends and family about them knowing just to get an idea of what they're all about. And then when I got an idea of what I want to paint them, I'll tell them, right, it's starting now. And then they'll, they'll get an immersive experience of being, of looking at it unfold before their eyes through my social media stories and posts and they get they get to experience the painting being created and then that last piece of the puzzle goes in and they're like wow you're painting this for me and then they're really excited and then of course they share that to all their friends 
and then they see like the, they're having this experience and then I get traction from that. So it's, yeah, it's a very clever marketing way of doing painting. And also a lot of artists are like, Graham, what the hell? You get to paint what you want. I'm sick of painting dogs and family portraits and you just get to choose whatever you want. I'm like, yeah, well, I mean, like I've turned people down for, for jobs, like when they've asked me to do specifics, you know, like I, that's what I do. That's my thing. I like, and it, it enables me to enjoy Creative my, freedom as well, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Creative freedom. I can do what I want, you know, and I, and I always nail it. You know, I always get it right because unless someone's lied to me, <laughs> everyone seems to be pretty happy with what I've painted for them. So yeah, it's really, it's really, it's a really nice way of doing it. And I'm not coining yeah. that. If anyone else wants to do that, it's called the surprise commission. Just yeah. get on with it. Yeah, do it. <laughs> yeah so there was a few questions that we have added to the podcast this is the yeah, first this is the first scripted bit of this uh Shoot. <laughs> the rest has been totally on the cuff so you know it's been fine it's been good fun another question that we'd, we'd i've been asking people for a while and i really love this question because failure is always seen as a bad thing but it's, we can look at it as a positive and look back on it but like what would you, have you had any like would you say you'd had any creative failures that over the career, over your sort of time as an artist, and maybe folks, I know you've been a musician in the past, done lots of other things in the past, but like, what's would you say that your sort of biggest creative failure has been to date, and how have you learned from that? I know that's a tough question. Why didn't you email this to me? <laughs> <laughs> biggest creative failure. Take your time, it'll make um, it sound instant. Hmm, yeah, I know. <laughs> I have little ones all the time, <laughs> you know, and like, even like, even painting, like, for me, the pro- whole process of painting is. It's failure till you get it perfect. Like I like to say to people when I'm like, how, how I describe what oil painting is to me, it's basically a million mistakes until you get it right. So that's what I would, that's how I would take failure is that you just got to keep making those mistakes until you get it right. You know, like it's, it's, a, it's a process, but there's like, like I, when I, when I did the, the Puss in Boots one, one thing, cause obviously I told you guys, I like to paint through my intuition. I ignored it on this, on this one. I saw a, pe- a picture of this cat that I wanted to paint because that was the brief. I mean, I, I have loose briefs. So I was like, can you paint this? But I'll say, yeah, but I'm doing it my way, you know, and it'll be a surprise. Like, so I got my friend to do like a little photo shoot of his cat because it was for his boyfriend. And uh, I got him to do loads of little dance moves. And there was one where he was like stood with his arm up, like, you know, looked like looked very sort of like a musketeer. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I was like, oh, I love that. But he sort of told me, I really like how you can, I like his eye because he's got a silly droopy eye. So I went for just a straight portrait of his face and I didn't really want to do it. And I did it, I I did it twice i think or three times i was like i wasn't getting on with it at all and i was not enjoying it so i just i was like right screw this i'm gonna go back and just use my go back to my intuition just pick that one you can't really see his eye but he's gonna bloody love it and yeah i did that and like it it all worked out and they absolutely love that painting i did him and i did his cat stood in boots you know with a sword <laughs> holding a hat and uh, yeah so that one's called art that's actually a new karma card as well very exciting but, yeah, very exciting. Hey? And I did, an, I did a, a bit of a cock up the other day. <laughs> like when you do when you do content and you're trying to advertise something and you're trying to advertise dates, you need to double check, triple check, quadruple check that you've got it right. I uploaded to YouTube my last video and even on YouTube now, I had to basically cut a chunk out which advertised the date of when the gallery event is. And it said it's a, it was a part that says this is a posh event come at five to seven on Saturday, the 4th of November, when it was Saturday, the 4th of December. And I was like, no, my friend messaged me because I missed your gallery. I'm like, no, you haven't. It's on its, oh, you better check your vlog. And it was already up and it was already getting traction. I was like, what do I do? I was like, but then I remembered that I'd, because I'd self-developed and I'd studied YouTube, I'd been studying it. I, I came across a video where you can actually use editor within the app and you can cut bits out. So I had to cut a sec, it's seamless, but I had to cut a section out where it tells people what time and date to go to the bloody event. But that meant luckily I hadn't shared it over Facebook. So I was able to go back and change it all on my editor and then chuck it to Facebook. So yeah, Uh, (laughs) what I learned from that is to blimmin check your dates before. No, no, thank you for, for answering those questions. It's always great. And obviously, when you were last on, I asked you some fun questions as well. Yeah. I know, I, I sort of, I've been thinking about what more arty questions I could ask. But I asked Joe this the other week, Joe, who's an artist, Joe Caps, who we had on a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. But I asked him, like, do you have a favorite art move or a type of art? 
that you, you know what, I listen I listened I listened to this podcast and I was like oh I better start thinking about <laughs> <laughs> yeah, even, and, yeah. I, and and I didn't okay so my favorite art movement oh well the thing is though I'm such a newbie artist that I don't think I don't think I have got a favorite because I'm at the moment I'm like a kid in a candy shop and I'm taking bits and pieces from different movements and I'm really enjoying learning about it. I think I actually last uh, time that you like about your favorite painting and stuff, but you should, you, know, you can just give that if it's easier. Like that was one. I, that was one I couldn't answer then as well. I feel yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was like, I was like, I don't know. Oh, uh, pass. <laughs> Just say, just say, just say Van Gogh. I'm joking. I'm joking. Oh yeah, yeah. I really like Van Gogh <laughs> or Van Gogh. Van Gogh. <laughs> yeah. No, um, you know what though, Griff? I think that's not a bad thing because you, you're like you just sort of painting stuff in like a your own way in a passionate way, and it, you don't necessarily need to be influenced by other people's art to do that. Yeah. No. Exactly. And but I think I am. I am influenced. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah of yeah, course. Yeah. Like I'm always looking over stuff online, and I and you have I, a lot of friends that are artists as well. To be fair, that you've learned from too. To be fair. Oh. Oh. Yeah. I was literally just about to say that. So there's an artist called Jane Kaluga who is a Russian artist, and she does digital art. And I just love what she does with all of, all of like out of her imagination. She's got a crazy imagination. Yeah, JKO underscore art, Jane Kaluga. Absolutely incredible, like really like really good fantasy artist. And she does it, she's moved on to digital. She used to be, uh, you know, the, an oil painter, but now she but now she does everything onto digital, on a digital platform, which is incredible, you know, and she creates her own brushes, but it's really dreamy what she does. It's all like, yeah, yeah. you know, like, it's kind of like, well, this. Uh, can you see that? No. I know you can't. <laughs> I'll, I'll look yeah. her up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yes, yeah, basically, it's like, like, it's just like lots of portraits, uh, lots of, lots of the female form, all like sort of looking like they're sort of falling apart and like different worlds intertwining and yeah, and lots of like sort of reference to modern media in there. It's just, yeah, I, I really, really like it. And uh, yeah, we've actually become good friends and I've, I believe... If she does come to Bali, we're going to collaborate and maybe work on some orphanages and she's going to help me do some mural painting. I'm going to get involved with, going to get involved with some of her projects and paints because that's what she likes to do. She likes to do things like that for the community. And I'm trying to help her find her voice as well through like in a similar way that I do. And I think that that is something something people can buy into for sure. So, but yeah, I suppose what I like about her stuff is that because at the moment, I paint quite a lot from subject image. I'll look through people's social media and then I'll find a picture which I think that they love that it's mm. one of their own. And then I and I and I copy it. I would like to and and I would like to think outside of the box a bit more and use my imagination a bit more, like I did for Jay and Tear. So yeah, I think uh, that's something I'm gonna be getting more into in the future. It's like, you know, like doing a lot more stuff that's from my imagination. I was gonna ask you as well, do you have like a favorite art design or set design in a film? Is there like a film that you love or a TV show that has like amazing art in it that you really like? Oh, sorry, I'll ask that question again, sorry. Is it like a film? Head. Is it like a film, say a Wes Anderson film or something like that, that has like incredible, like that's very artistic, that has like a sort of almost visual art that you really love? Oh, I think I know where you're going with this because I think I tried to get you to watch it. <laughs> you remember? I actually can. You know, remember? Oh, uh, you can't. Okay, well, I, I I watched the Velvet Underground. Yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. And that or uh, with Andy Warhol, you know, obviously like that. Who, is that, who I went, who I went for said. Halloween? Who I went for, for Halloween, actually, which, of course we discussed. Oh, that. yeah, no, I saw yeah. that. I saw that. I was like, yeah. yes. <laughs> I, I, I would have no say, idea I, like I, who you I were. Thought, until... I, oh, I thought very confidently, I've nailed this Halloween costume. I look great. I really liked it. I had a camera. All night, people just said, are you Nicola Sturgeon? I was gutted. <laughs> oh, I thought they were going to say you look like Jimmy Savile. <laughs> <laughs> That's even worse. <laughs> not that being Nicholas necessarily a bad thing. It's not an insult against her, obviously, Supreme Leader and all yeah. that, but you know. <laughs> yeah. Andy Well, yeah. <laughs> well, Graham, I'll start to wrap up very shortly, but I've got one more question for you. But before that, I'm going to give Mr. Elliot Mitchell a phone. I don't know if he'll answer, but we'll try this out and see what he says, see what happens, just because he might want to say hello. So let's see what he says. I've never done this All on a right. podcast where you actually do a live phone call. Hello, son. 
Hi, I'm on with uh, Graham just now. Do you want to have a? Do you want to say hello? Oh, hello, hello, Elliot. I'm gonna have to take my earphones out before you can actually hear them. Right? That would be a good idea. Okay. How are you? Hello. How are you? Uh, yeah, I'm very well. I'm talking directly into the mic, like you taught us, and uh, it actually works out very well. Thank you for that pearl <laughs> of wisdom. It does help post production. It does extreme wonders, honestly. <laughs> And I'm trying to talk slower this time as well. With You've a done a very caps. good job of that so far, Graham. <laughs> um, Elliot, what, what I quickly wanted to mention, before, well, we got you on the phone for a minute, was uh, do you remember when England lost the Euro final? Oh, here we go. Oh, God, it lives reigns in my mind forever. Do you, want, do, you want to do, do, you want, do you want to do the impression of Graham that you've been doing since then that he sent us on Instagram for him? <laughs> yeah, I think it was at one point he was on... <laughs> Are you going to go to Rome? And... Uh, Basically, we, we made a bet that if uh, Italy win the Euros against England, that we would have to go down to Rome as lovers and <laughs> pretend that we love each other and uh, <laughs> escape to the real, the real home of football, in my opinion, um, Italy, of course. And uh, yeah, we had to... He basically went on Instagram and said, Jamie and Elliot, uh, are, you, are you guys still going to Rome? That's your impression of Graham then, is it? Uh, that, yeah. That's really good. That's decent, man. Well, listen, we're going we're gonna to wrap uh, up this interview, but I, I'm sure you'll enjoy editing this one. Thank you anyway. I, I'll speak to you soon. And it's a cramp, and it's a cramp, and it's a cramp, and it's a cramp, and it's a cramp. <laughs> See you, man. <laughs> Oh, well, Graham, thank you again for coming on the podcast. Great to have you as a returning guest. I know you'd answer this again last time, but 11 months on, nearly a year, crazy. But wait, what would your sort of closing advice be to anyone who wants to be an artist like you are, or just in general, maybe work in a creative field? What would you, I know you'd answer this before, but like a year on, what would you say now? Get yourself an artist mentor. Or someone that someone that can you know guide you and help you not make those mistakes. You know, like it's incredible what Leslie has done for me over the last few months of the advice she's given me. And that was obviously I met. I think I possibly met her after I spoke with you. And yeah, so I, one of my biggest advices, especially someone that's you know like just found their feet with art, you know, and is starting to sell some stuff, definitely seek some advice from a wise head. Someone like Leslie on Pure Arts, <laughs> she, they're, they, they've, they're an incredible program. And but yeah, I'm not. I don't get anything for saying that. But I just say like, just find yourself an art mentor, or just you know, just start talking to people that are in the game and yeah. ask them, ask them questions, and you know, ask the, ask them hard questions, ask them what they learn, and you know, like like you know, the, the failure question is a perfect one to start asking people because you know you're going to learn so much from that, and it's going to yeah. help you out and help you not make those mistakes. Absolutely. And that, I'd say that was applicable to all sort of arts and creative jobs, because like I, I've been lucky enough to have people that have really guided me in my career so far. And it, it makes such a difference. And it's just good to have people like that to go to and ask for advice. So it's great. Great answer. Yeah. And actually quickly before I forget, I forgot to ask you about the ukulele happy birthday thing, which you did for a whole year. Oh, yes. <laughs> I've even got my ukulele here. Did I, I, I sung to you, didn't I? <laughs> yeah, you, you did. You, you, you did me a happy birthday. You did Elliot one. But you, but quickly, you did that for like a whole year of doing that, didn't you? Yeah. So the discovery that I got from that was immense as well. Like I decided, I looked, you know, when you look at your phone and like you've got five notifications and people have got birthdays and one person would be lucky, lucky enough to get a wall post from you. You know, yeah. that's, that's, that's super lucky. The other people, you know, whatever, you just, nah, don't even know them. Well, I just thought, do you know what? It's not going to take me much. I'm just going to send a little clip to them of me saying happy birthday and wishing them well. And I thought I'd just start doing that. It's like a daily protocol. But then I took it one step too far, <laughs> gradually. And I, I would then start singing and sending them a video. And then I even got to the point where I wouldn't just hold down the video. I'd pre-record myself playing guitar and singing happy birthday to them. I even did punk versions. And then I, after Christmas, I used the Christmas hat party hat that was on the table, this little pink hat. I kept it all year round. And then I'd have a sparkly, a star, a star jacket suit, which I had from a, a, a fancy dress party. And now, and then I just started playing happy, happy birthday and ukulele to people and singing in the most craziest way I could. The response I got was in interesting. Okay, some people, nothing at all, nothing back. That was weird, <laughs> you know. Like, uh, and they're like, I'm like, of course, I thought I would get something back, you know. <laughs> but they, you see them see it, and they're like, you know, they're probably thinking, what the hell is this guy on? But then some people were like, Graham, that 
no one's ever done that for me before. That's absolutely made my day. And some people were like, Graham, I was having the shittest time and that just put the massive, massive smile on my face. Can I share that please? And then they share it and then other people saw it and then start, people started to get to know about it. And before you know it, loads of opportunity was happening, uh, happening off the back of it. Like I got commissions out of it because I was reconnecting with people that I haven't spoke to in years. They started looking at my content because I was sending, sending them a birthday message every day. So marketing, it, it, happened to work out like as a happy accident it was absolutely genius people were looking at my content a lot more my my basically my personal facebook page is now a business page because of that everyone looks at my content there i get commissions i've had people sign up to the karma club projects i sung on a main stage of a festival i was going to be introducing razor light but that didn't happen uh because they heard about my happy birthdays i got booked to sing on a festival stage happy birthday to the crowd that was in a vlog as well and other things as well are happening like um, this one girl asked me to come on to a Zoom meeting. I got to speak to a lot of tech people and like uh, about mental health because they knew what I was doing, you know, and in the in the wellness page. And they and, and she was like, "Look, you sung happy birthday to me. I need you to come on. It's four of our birth our, our team's birthday today as well." So I came on and sung happy birthday to them, told them what I was doing. Some of them signed up. They even commissioned me as a company. And yeah, just loads of like things started happening. And it's it's like it's and I can't stop now. I've done the year. And I'm, I'm, I'm still going, I'm still going. I can't stop. Like it's, it's absolutely amazing. I would highly yeah. recommend it. Positive out, positive back. Well, I look forward to my next one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, well, Graham, it's been an absolute joy, man. Thank you very much for coming back on Just Get A Real Job. Yeah, no worries. So there you go. That was my conversation with Graham. I had a great time recording that one. Um, we literally clicked record. I hadn't even come on the call. I came on the call straight away. We just went straight into it. So it was, you know, I love it when that happens as well. And it's obviously I've been keeping in touch with Graham over the last sort of year as well. So it was lovely to do another podcast with him. It's amazing to see what he's sort of done since we last spoke. Please get involved in all Graham's endeavours. Go and watch his vlogs. Go and support UFAR Connect. Be sure to check out their event at the North Coast Asylum in Newquay on Saturday. That's on between 5 and 7. There's links to all of this in the show notes as always. Be sure if you can as well to consider leaving us a 5 star review on places like Apple Podcasts because that really really helps us to be seen by potential new listeners. If you can also consider giving us a like or a share on social media, telling friends and family to listen. And if you can afford to, considering to donate to our Patreon page, all of those things go a long, long way in helping this podcast to keep growing and to keep finding new listeners. But anyway, I've been Jamie McKinley. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Just Get A Real Job. And we'll be back again next week, as always, with another episode of Just Get A Real Job. Just get a real job.